0: Hey everybody, welcome back to the Raving Geeks. I'm Noah Shore. And I'm Steve Tiemann. Uh, ben couldn't make it with us today, so Steve is once again filling in for him. Thank you so much, Steve.
1: Thanks for having me. I really like doing podcasts. Yeah. I've just kind of inserted myself into the podcast just because... What's Ben doing? Is he in class or something? Ah,
0: uh, he's, got, he's got journalism stuff going on. He's doing cool things. Gotcha. So, here I am. I'm back. But yeah, like, it's really cool to have you on. You're a valid and awesome... You know support to this podcast like you like you're like a like you're an awesome addition for sure well thanks yeah no problem but uh, today we're gonna be going into a lot of cool stuff Uh, so let's get right into the news first off we want to talk about some cool Deadpool concept art that has potentially been leaked Uh, in this concept art uh, we see Brad Pitt as Cable and also we have our kind of like first-ish look at Zazie Beetz as Domino she's been officially cast as that character but uh, the, the big thing here is obviously that Brad Pitt is potentially going to be Cable or at least is in the running. Yeah, it's
1: not, I wouldn't say it's like a very, um, what's the word I'm looking for? You wouldn't expect Brad Pitt to be in a comic book movie, I guess. Yeah, but for sure. he's kind of been like branching out in like some of his roles. I mean, he was in Fury, which is really good. And he was in something else recently that I totally forgot about. But I looked at the concept art after seeing the title. Because obviously the huge clickbaity title, Brad Pitt is Cable, so I was like, all right, let's check it out.
0: Looks pretty good. Yeah, honestly, like the way, uh, the, the the like the mechanical stuff is like kind of like fused in with his body. If that if that is like gonna be how it is on screen, I'm way down. And plus, Brad Pitt has like I think the demeanor. Uh, to pull off a character like that Like I just would have never expected him to You know jump on to like a property Like this yeah definitely you know Not to, like at least you know not to mention Like a you know superhero movie You know because like usually he does Kind of more like you know Higher brow right
1: serious like drama type, Like stuff. Oscar
0: type stuff whereas this is like It's a you know superhero Marvel you know Marvel Movie you know like it's it's definitely A different thing that he's you know Never done before
1: yeah, I think the character of Cable, he can probably pull off pretty well because I feel like it's similar to some of his other roles, like going back to Fury. In that, he's just this like no nonsense, gruff, military type guy. And I've, I'm not—I haven't read a whole lot of comics, but I get the feeling that Cable is somewhere along those lines.
0: Yeah, I'm not like uh, super familiar with Cable. I have like a general, you know, idea. Who he's he like is. a mercenary
1: with a metal arm, and he doesn't take any crap.
0: Yeah, and I feel like if that's like you know essentially what the character is, I think. Brad Pitt can more than you know. Like I, th- I think he has he is fully capable of taking on that role. Yeah, definitely. Uh, so if that turns out, who who Cable will be played by, uh, I'm definitely down for it. Uh, so the next thing, the next big thing that we're gonna cover are the uh, releases of two awesome trailers for Spider-Man: Homecoming and Justice League. But first, we're gonna go into the Spider-Man: Homecoming trailer. What did you think of it? What was your takeaway?
1: I was very very excited when I saw. Let's see, I woke up yesterday morning with a notification on my phone, Spider-Man Homecoming trailer. It's. I'm pretty excited.
0: Yeah, dude, honestly, like, uh, the way it stands right now, like, the the story looks like it's going to be, like, really interesting. Like, in my opinion, probably, I think it could be potentially the best, like, MCU, like, you know, standalone movie, potentially. It's going to make so much money. Yeah, honestly, like, because they really kind of, you know, pounded it out that, like, uh, Robert Downey Jr. is going to be in this movie, that Iron Man has, like, a presence here in the Spider-Man movie. And I think that's, like, really cool. I've seen some people complain about that, that he had such, you know, a big role in this trailer. Like, yeah. did you, like, have gripes with that, or are you okay with it?
1: I mean, just overall, I would say the trailer was kind of spoiler-heavy.
0: Yeah, I think, like, in terms of, like, the... Uh, The fairy save, like, uh, where, like, you know, Iron Man obviously comes in. Right, seeing Iron Man come in and save
1: the day, and then yell at Peter, and then, oh, now he has to use the old suit that we didn't really need to see. Yeah. I just, don't get me wrong, the trailer's great, I'm really excited still, but we kind of got a beat for beat of what the movie
0: is. We could have gone, I think, aside from, like, that moment, I think the the trailer was, like, you know, pretty okay with, like, you know, uh, not spoiling much, but, like, I think that moment... Was like just too much. I yeah. think that that whole you know fairy set piece beat, and then like the 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 top of the the building where they're having that confrontation that shouldn't have been in the trailer. Like, I don't think
1: that line that Downey says, like when he's like this, like I'm nothing without this suit, and then Tony Stark says, if you're nothing without the suit, you don't deserve to have it. That is like that's an impa- wow. impactful line. That's yeah, it's huge, and I feel like that would have been a really good thing to save for like the movie. Just like you're not expecting that out of Iron Man. We've seen Iron Man for years just kind of throw caution to the wind ah, It doesn't matter i'm just i'm gonna i'm gonna in a suit i can do what i want but, but now he's like
0: now he's like a father figure to right. this kid and this is like you know a big moment for him
1: yeah and he like i feel i kind of feel like he sees himself in peter like if he wasn't if he didn't have billions of dollars this would have been tony stark as a teenager just this smart kid but he's like resourceful doesn't have a whole lot to work with but then now that peter has this like super high-tech suit he just kind of he that then Tony Stark also sees himself in him just this cocky little twerp and he kind of needs to like knock him down it's almost like a
0: like a reflection really like he's like trying to save like his former self like he is preventing him from like making the similar mistakes that he has made exactly which is really cool but I just I just I'm completely with you there that they could have gone without showing that scene I think that could have been like a much more impactful moment Mm -hmm. absolutely like in the movie uh what was your take on the Vulture? We got like a couple more snippets of him in terms of like what his character's motivations are and stuff.
1: I I'm pretty excited for that too. I really hope they don't kill him at the end. Just going along with Marvel does it too often. Yeah, they kill off their villains because I mean now that Spider-Man is happening, we're obviously going to get more and more Spider-Man villains. So maybe we'll get a Sinister, sinister Six eventually. That so would be really I, I'd cool. like to see the Vulture in that. I liked his motivations because. I've been saying it for a while. Tony Stark has, like, zero accountability in this universe. He just kind of does whatever he wants. Yeah. I made a genocidal AI. It's fine. All of you Avengers need to be reined in. So it's nice to see that his actions have more and more impact. And Especially,
0: now, like, on the main, like, the on the public, on, like, the ground level. Like,
1: exactly. Like, there's guys running around in vulture suits with guns with Iron Man hands on the end. So I feel like, yeah, that's good. It's it-
0: interesting to see that the Avengers do have, like, an impact on the world like they create these people these like situations you know like a, there's like a point where like are you s- like you know you know thinking about like are these people really doing good like like look at what they're creating just based on their presence alone Right. And i think that conversation is really interesting and i'll i'm interested to see if like that uh, is had in the movie yeah definitely uh i also like think uh that uh michael keaton's vulture has the potential to be like honestly like the best and most relevant uh superhero comic book movie villain to date uh just because like how grounded and uh I think relevant his character is because like he he has so much like distrust with like you know the government and then like like the super rich guy Tony Stark people with power and I think there's like a lot of that going on nowadays and I think that's like an interesting reflection there with that character
1: yeah Marvel definitely definitely does a good job with that like back in 2014, when Winter Soldier came out, that was when all, like, the NSA leaks were coming out. And yeah. we learned that we were basically being spied on all the time. Hello, NSA, if you're listening, which you are. <laughs> but that scene in Winter Soldier when Captain America is talking with Nick Fury about this isn't freedom, this is fear. And then the, the camera shifts, and they're talking in front of a giant camera. Yeah. So Marvel, I feel like, does a really good job with, like this is a fantastical world full of superheroes and gods and monsters, but we can use this platform can... to
0: talk about important things. Exactly. Yeah. And it's really cool that this is taking place in a Spider-Man movie about like a kid with superpowers. And I think that's really cool. So like, I think in the same way, almost that winter soldier redefined the genre for Marvel, I think potentially we could see the same thing with uh Spider-Man homecoming, which is, which would be really cool.
1: Yeah. This is going to be another one of like the top tier Marvel movies. Absolutely. And I'm
0: super excited for it. Uh, so, the the next trailer, which was also like a huge deal, like it's still being talked about uh, online, was the Justice League trailer. Yes, Justice League. Uh, what was your takeaway from that?
1: Um, coming from a person who was very salty at the last two DC releases, uh, I'm cautiously optimistic. I think it was a pretty good trailer.
0: Yeah, it was a good trailer. It was sure. a good
1: trailer, but it was the... F- Is it the second trailer?
0: No, uh, the, the first uh, trailer, quotation marks, that they put out was like... A sizzle reel at SDCC, okay, because yep. it got leaked out, and they're like, "Okay, That's I guess right. we'll put it out." So but this is technically the first official trailer, like, but like also not, but yeah.
1: If they keep on the path that they're on and not spoiling everything like BVS did, yeah. And by that I mean if we see Superman,
0: I'm gonna be, I'm angry. going to
1: hunt down Zack Snyder <laughs> and fight him. Yeah, but <laughs> no. At, at the what we got, I really liked it. Aquaman is gonna steal the show. Calling
0: it right now, dude. Yeah, like Jason Momoa is owning that role. He's great. It, it's yep. so good,
1: and a lot of people also like the Flash. I know you were big on the Flash. In yeah, this trailer. like
0: I'm. I'm honestly thinking that Ezra Miller, along with Aquaman, are gonna be like the big takeaways from this movie that yeah. people are gonna be like, I want to see more of that guy. I really want to see more of that guy. And I think, uh, at least from we, what we've seen so far, they've established and differentiated him from the CW show, uh, visually, and in terms of, like, also, like, his personality. You yeah, can really, definitely. You can really see that, like, he's much more, like, kind of, like, socially awkward, and, like, it's, like, an interesting dynamic then with, like, the rest of the league, and just, like, the CGI uh, usage for uh, the running and the Speed Force stuff looks crazy Yeah. and amazing. And I think that's, like, so cool.
1: Yeah, and this might—I feel like this might do what— um what Civil War did for a Spider-Man like we see a lot of Flash in Justice League this might breathe new life into the Flash movie which we've talked about in the past is currently a, do, undergoing a page one rewrite yeah it's like so. There's limbo. not yeah so there's not a whole lot of confidence right now at Warner Brothers for the Flash so hopefully hopefully
0: this will like ignite the flame exactly and bring the Flash back which would be really people cool like
1: more of this I like this
0: like oh people like this we gotta do something really good with it yeah Uh, but yeah I think that like those two characters were awesome for sure I thought uh, also there's like an instance in the in the trailer uh, where we get like a flashback to this like kind of ancient war that's going on uh, between the Amazonians, the humans, uh, the Atlanteans, and uh, the people uh, not the people uh, the parademons from uh, Apocalypse. Oh yeah. Uh, it was like a super brief thing, but if you spot it, it's like really interesting, and I'm curious to see where that's gonna go. What do you, what do you yeah, think of that?
1: Yeah, I uh, I didn't catch that it was a flashback I just saw like chariots and stuff and I was like oh
0: cool Wonder Woman
1: like brought in some backup because there's a crap ton of parademons so that is cool that it's like back in the day the Atlanteans and the Amazonians and the humans joined forces or whatever
0: Well, like maybe it could be like the final act of the film like it might not not even be a a flashback that could be really interesting because like the big thing with like uh, Wonder Woman is that like you know she left Themyscira to go into man's world and she's like essentially then Banned from coming back, right? So, if that is the climax of the movie, like that's that's going to be really interesting to see. Like, oh, she's assembling the Amazonians to come help her, like that, that yeah. could be really cool, maybe to like see. a bit
1: of a redemption story. In there. Yeah,
0: that that could be really interesting if they explore that, uh, that arc there, like if that's what they're going to do. Uh, and just the, I guess, also to add on, like the the parademons, uh, were like we we saw like little snippets of them, like they weren't like you know. Really present, like like we kind of like had a taste of it, right? But I'm I'm liking what we're getting so far. They look yeah. really cool.
1: Well, I was gonna say something. What about um, what about Cyborg? What do you think of him?
0: I thought Cyborg was really cool. I'm really inter- interested to see more of him, uh, especially like with his story. Like Snyder made a statement uh, with within this past week or so that his storyline is essentially the heart of the movie. Okay, and I think that's really interesting, and I want to see where that's gonna go because like. Uh, people, you know, have been complaining about, like, his design uh, and stuff. This is kind of going off yeah. on tangent, but, like, uh, in terms of, like, what we saw in the trailer, I thought he looked really good and far better than, like, you know, still images. Yeah. Like, I'm, as he's in motion. I'm definitely warming up to it. Yeah, I think I'm, I'm definitely on board with it, and I'm really excited to see where they take his character because I think you know, Ray Fisher, the guy who's portraying him, I think he's going to do a really good job. Yeah, for sure. Uh, yeah, but, like, that's, you know, like... We got a Justice League trailer. Like, I think it's going to... It's happening. It's happening, which is kind of, like, surreal because this is, like, the first time, really, that we're getting this on screen, mm-hmm. which is crazy. And I think this, uh, this trailer did a good job establishing this new tone that they're trying to go for w- with the future of their movies. Right. Which I think is important because, like, a lot of people, you know, like you're saying, like, had, you know, a sour taste with these previous two movies. Yeah. And I feel like this one could, like, give us, like, a new beacon of hope going forward. Right.
1: I feel like just DC in general, like they, the, the, the three Nolan Batman movies were great. And then they were like, all right, now that that's done, we're going to make a full on DC universe. What should we do? And then they just heard, make it really dark. And they're like, oh, okay, so let's do that. And then they made Batman versus Superman and Man of Steel really dark. And they were like, okay, Man of Steel, that got some. Good good reviews and some not good reviews. How should we make it better? And they were like, don't change the tone. Just put in Batman. So they put in Batman. And, like, they're slowly learning their lessons. But now I feel like Justice League, it's all kind of coming together. And they realize that they can make it light, like they're even finally, with Batman, right? Yeah.
0: They're finally getting their footing. They right. have, like, a good vision, it, so it seems. Mm-hmm. Which is really cool. And I, I'm really excited for what we're going to see uh, going forward. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, I want to throw it to you real quick for this week in Star Wars, uh, the the Han Solo news that we got yes, pretty recently. Some
1: strange, I guess, kind of strange news coming out of the Han Solo movie. So, there was an interview with, who was it? The it was head the of Disney or something? the
0: CEO of Disney, I believe. Okay,
1: so the CEO of Disney was talking about the Han Solo movie, and they were like, you're going to learn so much about Han Solo in this movie, where he met a certain friend of his, which is Lando, who, where he, how he met a certain Wookiee. And how he got his name. So Han Solo isn't his real name?
0: Which is, like, odd. Like, is, is are they trying yeah. to say it's, like, some sort of title or something?
1: I guess. Like, I have no idea. And personally, I think... I don't know. It doesn't seem like something you should mess with.
0: Yeah. Uh, like, it just seems like you're adding on, you know, like, something else to a thing that doesn't need to yeah. be added on it to. It just seems
1: unnecessary. It's, like...
0: It's, like, overcomplicating things?
1: It's, like, how... You want like now we watch episode four and five with the knowledge that Darth Vader used to be a whiny kid who talked about sand. Yeah. I feel like after this movie comes out and you're going to see Han Solo just in a different light. And it's like this is oh his name's not Han Solo. It's whatever. And there's have been Twitter campaigns. I found some screenshots right before the podcast. It was pretty funny. It's like his name should be. And then there were some pretty funny ones. There's a lot of people saying Henry Jones, Jr., make it connected to indiana jones oh that would be really and then the best one i found was a side by side of han and um eugene from tangled and they have that like the same like smug expression and it was like basically it's not gonna happen but i'm campaigning to make his name eugene because it's gonna be perfect he
0: just like changed his name because he wanted to sound more cool (laughs) yeah roguish or something that would be that'd be interesting like you know i just think we're like for sure on the same page in the sense that like it's just i don't think There's no, there's no reason to do it. It doesn't seem necessary. I mean, like it doesn't necessarily like make it, you know, make the movie bad. Like we don't know if like, you know, the movie's going to be bad or not based on this alone. It just seems like that snippet is unnecessary. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, I'm just curious to see, I guess at this point, like why that's a thing and what, what, what's the story there? Like what are they going to go into and explore in terms of like his background? Uh, I think that's really interesting for sure. And um, there's
1: definitely still a lot to look forward to with Han Solo with the movie. I mean, Donald Glover's playing Lando. Um, that's gonna be really cool. I
0: love I love uh, Donald Glover so much. I Childish need, Gambino. I just,
1: need to start watching Atlanta because I've heard it's really good. It's so good. Okay.
0: I love that man. I'll
1: put that on the list. Yeah.
0: Ben Ben hates hates Donald Glover. <laughs> I love Donald Glover. Okay, I'm gonna that, stop talking. That's why I'm here. Yeah. Uh, yes. Uh, okay. So that's gonna wrap it up for news, and we'll be right back after this message. In, message. Uh, I can't talk today. I'm just so flustered because I love Donald Glover. He's great. <laughs> okay, we'll be right back after this short message and we're going to be talking about some stuff that's going down uh, with Sony and Columbia Pictures and their potential Spider-Man, Venom, Universe, whatever that's going to be. But yeah, we'll be right back after this message.
1: Hey guys, if you're liking this podcast and others, always check us out on iTunes or SoundCloud where you can download and listen to us and stream us live. You can also check us out at cm-life.com. Be sure to check out our Facebook and our Twitter for more information on podcasts and other entertainment on campus.
0: And we're back. So right now we're going to go into some stuff regarding Sony slash Columbia Pictures uh, and this is kind of like a, you know, we talked about Venom in our last episode, like how it's uh, been officially confirmed that Venom is going to be getting a standalone movie. Uh, it was stated that he's going to have his release on October 5th of 2018, and they're going to be going into production, I believe, as soon as uh, this fall, I want to say, because, like, they're, they're planning on doing, uh, like, a immediate, like, release, you know, the the year afterwards in, in the fall, kind of like a Halloween release date I would I would assume like right around there yeah
1: because they want to make it like horror yeah because that's that's the word is it's gonna be like
0: a like a horror sci-fi you know type deal where like he's you know I mean like Venom is like a horrific character yeah he's
1: he's like the xenomorph they're gonna make him yeah
0: like he's very he is very like like xenomorph xenomorph uh-esque because like he's like this like huge like black monster but also like he possesses people and like you know like horrifically like you know you know like drains them of their life force like depending on the version uh but so like that's we have that set in stone and now it's coming out that sony is potentially uh wanting to explore other spider-man properties such as black cat or silver sable and this isn't this isn't anything new uh before the spider-man uh sony marvel deal uh went through uh there like you could see in the uh, the sony email leaks that they had plans for a sinister six film Black Cat and Silver Silver Sable, Venom, Carnage, like just a bunch of different Spider-Man properties. Aunt May. Uh, yeah. Aunt May prequel. I mean, they, uh, like that was like rumored, but like, uh, and they, they tried to like, you know, shoot that down. But everyone knows like, you know, at one point that was honestly probably on the, you know, on the idea board. Because uh, if you like there, you could like look up articles about this, but uh, Sony had no idea what they were doing in terms of, like, trying to expand their universe. They added a lot of stuff into The Amazing Spider-Man 2 to try to, you know, approach this, like, with the Sinister Six stuff. Like, that was going to be, at one point, a, you know, standalone film aside from the Amazing Spider-Man trilogy. Yeah. Uh, Like, the Sinister Six were going to be, like, the main, you know, like, team. Like, you know, Dane DeHaan was going to come back. And it was essentially, like, the Avengers, and Spider-Man shows up to help fight Venom with the Sinister Six. Okay. Like, this This is, like, for sure, like, this was, like, shown through the that leaks and stuff. That was the plan. Like, this was the plot. Okay, so this was, like, the plot. It was, like, uh, basically, like, you know, Spider-Man and the Sinister Six team up to fight Venom, who has basically, like, possessed all of New York. Uh, And then before this, Spider-Man had the Venom suit and he was fighting them. Okay. Basically, they tease and make fun of Spider-Man for the, his stupid outfit, and he is sad about it, and he takes it off, and that's how Venom is made, is, like, it just kind of finds somebody else. Nice. Like, that was legitimately... Like, they were going to do that.
1: Excellent filmmaking going on over at Sony, let and, me tell you. Oh, my
0: gosh. It, like, you could go more into it, but, like, clearly they had no idea what they were doing. But now, you know, post-Marvel uh, Studios deal, like, they're again trying to explore uh, something that is just, you know, like, you know, not wanted. Right. Like, no, like, I mean, I can see the, you know, the the potential for a Venom movie uh, for sure. But, like, in terms of, like, these other properties, like like a standalone sinister sinister 6 movie, black cat or silver silver sable. These are all uh side characters right. that have no need really for, you know, this like standalone treatment. Like they that they're they're fleshed out and interesting because of their interactions with Spider-Man. Uh same with same with Venom, like yeah, there there's no point really in, you know, uh exploring him for the most part by himself not connected to Spider-Man and they they've addressed, you know, directly whether or not um Venom will be attached to the MCU. He's definitively not. This he's is not. This is going to be a standalone movie apart from the MCU. All right, great. Uh we, we, we sort of talked about like the potential there, but like they, they for sure are not connecting it and there's a chance that it could have a alternate version of Spider Man. We already talked about that a little bit. Yeah. Uh but like this it's looking like this is what it's gonna be. Um and I'm not sure. I'm not sure what I'm thinking, you know, in terms of this, because like, I feel like it's just going to bomb.
1: Yeah, somebody in charge does, either has no idea what they're doing, or they want these things to just fail.
0: Uh, it's probably the first one, and I'm gonna say it's Avia Rod. If oh. you know, like Avia Rod is the guy who is basically responsible for the the awfulness that was Spider-Man Three.
1: Wait, is this the guy that?
0: He he's like the. Producer, executive producer for anything that's Spider-Man over at Sony.
1: Okay, because I heard this is all secondhand from another podcast yeah. I listened to. There was this guy, I forget his name, but he was a producer over at Fox. And he Oh, that's
0: that's Tom Rothman, but like go on. No, you Okay.
1: Good. So this guy he was overseeing like all of like the superhero stuff around the time of like X-Men 3 and like X-Men Origins, and those both just tanked and then fan forced it came out and he presided over that and it just bombed. So this guy just has a history of presiding over and green lighting just
0: things awful ad- yeah.
1: adaptations of superhero properties properties. Yeah. yeah and now he's over at Sony, I think. yeah and he's like, hey, I have more superhero stuff to ruin let's just make a Venom movie. Let's make a Black Cat movie. Who is Black Cat? I had never, I have never heard of anybody Black like Cat? that.
0: No. She, okay, so she has like a whole love story thing with uh, Spider Man. They're constantly at odds. It's basically Spider Man's version of Catwoman. Okay. I think Felicia Hardy's really cool. Like that's that's the, that's the oh the it's Felicia Hardy. Okay. Yeah. My bad. I know no, no, nah, you're good. I'm well, sorry. Black Cat's really cool, but it's just like the interesting thing about Black Cat is her relationship with Spider Man, and you can't really do a Black Cat movie. Because, especially if she's not, you know, in constant contact with Spider-Man, yeah, that, there's no point. Yeah, exactly. Because, you know? uh, like, that that's the interesting thing there is the dynamic between the two. Uh, but that's, that's a whole other thing. But, like, uh, yeah, like, I, I'm curious to see what comes to light here in terms of, like, Tom Rothman's involvement with this. Because the, the MCU Spider-Man thing is set in stone. Like, that's for sure happening. Yep. Tom has signed on for at least two Spider-Man standalone movies and also some additional Avengers yeah, team-up stuff, he, you know. Like, is he's, he's doing Infinity War. He's
1: confirmed for Infinity War. Spider-Man Homecoming 2, or whatever the next Spider-Man is going to be called, already has a release date. It's July 2019.
0: Yeah. So, like, that... Like, so, it's happening. It's happening. And he's probably prone to, you know, have contract renegotiations yeah. to extend it. I He'll was, show up but in like, other
1: stuff, just because of, like, the relationship the Spidey has with other characters. Like, he could even show up in, like, a Doctor Strange at in some capacity, because that's happened yeah. a lot in the comics. He could here's hoping, I wish, he could show up, like, with the Punisher, because there was a really good run of Punisher and Spider-Man comics, and they had a really good dynamic, quick side note, um, John Bernthal was, and Tom Holland were both in something, I forget what it was, but then there were, like, secret, like, script readings with them, as, like, the Punisher and Spider-Man, like, as they were casting for Spider-Man, and, like, all, like, the reports that came out of that said it was, like, amazing, because it was, this awesome yeah. version of Punisher we had reading as the Punisher, and Tom Holland, who we now know is awesome as Spider-Man, reading as Spider-Man, and they were like, that was awesome.
0: We're actually going off on tangent here, but this is totally relevant to what we're talking about. Uh, there were negotiations, I like I, I know, uh, I follow this YouTuber who has consistently had uh, accurate scoops on what goes on with Sony, mm-hmm. he knows a the guy. There were negotiations or early talks of featuring Spider-Man in Daredevil Season 2 when this... This Sony Marvel deal was going down, oh, that so, so cool. that is probably hundred percent true. But apparently, they fell through because Sony wanted more money out of it, aside from uh, you know just the the deal for face value with the movies. Yeah, like they they were going to have Spider Man in it, but it just fell through because Sony w- w- are just doing what they're doing. They're they're focused on the money aspect rather than pleasing fans at large. Yeah,
1: and the worst part about this is they get the profits for Spider Man Homecoming. So, yep. they're going to get the completely wrong message from this when that huge check comes in. Here's your bajillion dollars you made off Spider Man Hunk coming. And they're like, oh, great. Spider Man's Spider-Man's popular. Yeah. That means all the Spider Man characters are popular. Venom movie, Black Cat, Aunt May. Here you go. Yeah. Which Th- is, it's not going to be good.
0: Uh, I am completely, at this point, against any form of spin off, uh, maybe aside from Venom. Cause I feel like there's there's potential there, but like it's really depending on who's behind it. And uh, there there is like rumors that uh, I'm gonna butcher his name, uh, Adi Shankar. Uh, he directed the fan film uh, for Power Rangers that got a lot of traction. Uh, I think last year. Yeah. Uh, the dark the dark interpretation of it. Uh, apparently he is like being looked at to potentially direct the movie. Okay. Which is interesting. Uh, that could potentially be really cool. Uh, but also I want to kind of go, uh, kind of. You know, devil, Devil's advocate for this whole uh, uh, spider verse, this whole you know potential for spin-offs. Uh, I've read a couple articles that people are theorizing that these spinoffs are probably not even going to happen at all. Okay. And that this whole talk of spin-offs is just a big ruse because uh, essentially, um, this is a, an interesting thing to keep in mind uh, with this whole uh, Sony Marvel situation. Uh, Sony has essentially been in the trash can for the past decade in terms of financial stuff. They're, they've not been doing good. The It was the whole reason why the Amazing Spider-Man reboot happened is because they're seeking out money. Mm-hmm. It's why Ghostbusters happened. It's why they're uh, doing... Uh, what was it? It's why specific films uh, based off of pre-existing franchises are being made over there, uh, like the Emoji movie. Oh, they're God. seeking a cash grab. So essentially uh because they're in such this awful financial state there's a rumor that they're uh thinking about selling off Columbia Pictures their movie division over to CBS uh and so with this whole spin-off idea in mind people are talking about that this this whole spin-off thing is happening they're they're placing release dates and talking about doing spin-offs to potentially like raise up their value oh. of the studio so like like, they're, oh, we're doing all these cool superhero stuff, maybe. Uh, we're worth more. So when they do go to sell uh, Columbia to CBS, they'll be worth more. So then again, it's another, it's a whole nother money thing. Okay, it's a gotcha. whole nother like, focus on money. So that that's another angle to it, which could potentially be totally true. Uh, I can see it. Which is then interesting. And I, I would prefer that because then there's the, you know, extreme possibility that, like, Sony will just end up selling... Uh, the rights back to Marvel In terms of Spider-Man I was
1: going to say If they want to make A bunch of money Sell all of the superhero rights That they have To Marvel Yeah Because That's They're literally in the position That Marvel was in In the 90s They were literally Selling Filing cabinets Yeah To make money So they were just Selling rights Left and right They sold Spider-Man X-Men Fantastic Four All of like Their huge properties Aven- The Avengers weren't as big As like Those three And that's No
0: they, they were like a B or C rate You know Yeah exactly they were, Like, like characters Men was huge yeah
1: so they sold those off to Fox and then now we have all of the good and the bad X-Men movies and then they did the same thing with Spider-Man and then now now that they're part of Disney this just multimedia conglomerate worth billions of dollars they can do good work with these properties that they've sold off and they're slowly getting them back like they got Punisher back recently there's been talks for forever to get Fantastic Four back and like Doctor Doom yeah and stuff like that, which I hope happens, because that would be great. And I think they're
0: just waiting to pull the, to pull the trigger on like announcing right. it. I think that's happening. And
1: I think they they got the rights back to Namor. Yes, they did. They got those back from Universal.
0: That was like super recent. So
1: that like all that stuff is happening. So I, Sony just just let it go. They need just to just it back.
0: stop it with the spin off stuff and just focus on teaming up with Marvel to produce the best possible uh, films they can. Yeah. Because. Uh, if this, if this uh, Spider-Man trailer we've seen has shown anything, like they're, they know what they're doing. Right. Marvel knows what they're doing. They just have to keep on going with it.
1: And it's like, well, th- there would be the argument like, oh, they don't care about making good stuff. They just care about money. But when they make good stuff, they make way more money. Yeah. So just keep get, giving stuff back
0: to Marvel. Yeah. I mean, honestly, at this point, yeah, like, just do that. Just yeah. give it back to Marvel.
1: Make your Venom movie, but make it in the MCU, in and the then MCU. give the MCU its first like R-rated movie.
0: Yeah, make uh, I don't know if, I don't know if Disney would do that, but like make uh, Venom the first really like horror movie, yeah, like, exactly that, that like has ever been done in the MCU because like each each movie is kind of their own genre, right? It's like its own
1: subgenre yeah. in the superhero. movie. Have
0: Venom be its the, their first like horror movie? That'd be cool. How cool would that be? It'd be super their cool. the first villain movie, and Venom's like praise all the way around everyone loves venom he's a great character Mm -hmm. do that that would be great there's a lot of potential there they just gotta know what to do and i guess they don't but we'll see i'm i'm optimistic i think you know i think things are gonna fall into place but also i could be way wrong yeah yeah (laughs) hopefully man uh but i think all this studio politics stuff is really interesting and if you the listeners are at all interested in it Look this stuff up. It's crazy what goes on behind the scenes with these superhero movies and all the inner workings of it. It's really, it's really crazy and really interesting. Yeah,
1: especially like back as the Marvel uni- Marvel Cinematic Universe was like kind of finding its legs. There was a lot of stuff even in Marvel. Like we always say about, oh, this is where it all needs to go. The MCU had its problems at the beginning. Oh, Look yeah. up a guy named Ike Perlmutter and all the, all the issues that he caused oh, dude, with the I, MCU. Yeah,
0: I know exactly what you're talking about. Look that up. This is all really interesting stuff that you totally should if you're at all interested in like film or like just superheroes in general you'll you'll be really interested by all these inner workings uh in studio politics but that about wraps it up for this episode thank you again steven thanks for having me yeah man uh it was good to have you we'll have you on more episodes it's gonna be real cool he's basically an official host of the Raven geeks Huh? yeah <laughs> is that cool all right thanks for listening and we'll be back same bat time and same bat place